You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down in the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, ground. that was brilliant. Hello! Hello. I'm Hugh Thorpe. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 43 of The Real Reading Podcast with our very, very special guest this week, Soup from Jurassic 5. You're very excited about that. Well, I am. I can tell. I'm I'm excited because, obviously, he's a well-known musician. Hip-hop, I believe. The problem is... The problem is... That's right up either the street hip, here, isn't it? <laughs> either hip or hop. Like yes. Uh, now, he's he's playing... Uh, it's a it's a launch party for Ready Pop Festival, which we're big fans of. Um, and, and our mate Pete Wheeler set this up with us um, to have a lovely interview with, with Sue. He's actually coming into this this very room tomorrow. On that. So we're recording this on Monday. He's coming in on Tuesday, so we'll record it on the Tuesday. Um, but he is playing at the Ready Pop Festival launch party on... The Saturday, the nineteenth of January. So this weekend. Where is it? It is at the Purple Turtle. All right. So yes. So it's free entry and it starts at eight pm, which is my contractual contractual obligations (laughs) out of the way. Um, That's your bit of promo done. Yes, bit of promo work there. But yes, I'm I'm always excited about interviewing, especially musicians, because they always have such great stories. When I interviewed Stephen Calazzo, the most, the smoothest man in the entire world, he uh, was in the band Odyssey that played at Really Pop last year, and he came in and he was just, like, just like, so smooth. smooth. Go back and listen to that podcast because that that was one like of my fine whiskey. Yes, I would see the picture you're holding of him. He's very cool. Yes, oh, and in, so we see him in the, in the cool. Great. I notice he both wears glasses and has yes. a greying beard. Yes, and people who wear glasses and have greying beards. Are very cool. He's, he looks oh. very, very cool. So I'm, I'm excited to meet him. I'm, ner- I'm nervous about the fact that my knowledge of, of the hip-hop genre I is... I think um, Hugh is trying to hint at the fact that he is a grain-bearded, glasses-wearing man. And so therefore, for, for people that don't know, for people that don't know you, soup. If, I can, if I can describe Hugh's face, I suppose. It's sort oh, of, steady. Well, no, all right, beard. If I can describe his beard, it's sort of top-half ginger... And then underneath, on his chin, it is grey, I'll grant you. It's white, I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tom's just jealous because he can't grow one. Well, I can't grow a beard at all. And there's nothing against ginger. Tons nothing against ginger. I can do a dice. A, a what? Sean, a Sean dice. Dice. Yes, round the, round, the, round the lips, but that's I, it. That's there's nothing against our red-headed friends, but my beard is ginger in a certain light. This, this particular light. Sunlight. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Um, yeah, so so that's the exciting interview for this week. We'll we will speak to Soup later slash mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yep. Slash at some point in this podcast later on. Um, so as well as that, we've got all the usual features, including fact of the week and Fort explains it all, which is this week about what? It's something in Reading that makes everyone really really happy. It's Cow Lane. Bus- oh, <laughs> Cow Lane, a uh, project that has resulted in unrelenting joy for motorists around <laughs> around the area that has never once prompted any any grumbling or complaints at all we'll we'll come on to we'll come on to cow lane in a little, little while um in the meantime uh, here's jeremy with how you can get in touch with us get in touch with the team 
Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, so, what have we been up to? Well, I am currently, this might surprise you, but I'm currently doing dry January. Oh, me too. Are you? Yeah. Are you struggling with it? Mm, not really. I do it most years. Okay. Just because so you... I feel like I've put on about eight stone over <laughs> Christmas and I ought to do something to remedy that. Yeah, you see, I think, I, so So me and me and my, my wife, we both sort of decided we were probably drinking a bit too much and we need to try and sort ourselves out a little bit and all this kind of thing. And it seemed like a good idea. Friday and Saturday this weekend, the urge to go to the pub was in, we were just at home, just sort of... Like, the, there is, there is, you know, I tried to drink all of my you beer. You could have a Coke. I did, but I've had too much now, and now oh. I don't want it anymore. So it's just water or nothing. But I've got an entire... I tried to drink as much, all of my beer, over Christmas as I could, so I'd have, have an empty cupboard. The problem was, for Christmas, I got given more beer. So my free, my cupboard is now full again of nice, really lovely, nice beer. It'll still be there in February. Okay. Oh, I know. Drink me, Tom. It is, drink it is. me. But it... <laughs> The hardest thing for me, I think, is that I, I think I didn't quite realise that how much sort of going to the pub is a part of my life. And I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but I just really just wanted to go to the pub, not necessarily to drink. You're a social beast, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am, yeah. unfortunately. So just sort of, you know, we, we <laughs> it's not a comment on our on our marriage or anything like that, but me and, me and my wife were sort of sat at home kind of having to talk to each other what? instead of... Uh, like an actual conversation. Oh, no. oh my gosh! A couple of movies we've got to get through, but we, we've just this is how this is how low it's gone. Oh, this one's three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that, but we have just completed the uh, Harry Potter series, so we've just gone, we've just gone through that. That's how bad it's yeah, gone. Yeah, you we're, need a few box sets. Yeah, don't you? I think we're Jurassic Park's on. Like all one. of the Star Wars is. Yeah, yeah. The problem, the problem with the Star Wars ones is you have to go through the prequels. Mm. Or do you? Can you just ignore them? Anyway. So yeah, so dry. You Jan- just got through a conversation about Star Wars without doing your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. It's like he's here. That it's is- like he's here. <laughs> it's that Admiral Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> just popped in. Um, yeah, so so dry January is causing me a few. I'd, I'd welcome any tips, hints, because non-alcoholic beer is awful, and um, it's just not the same. So I would welcome any. Suggestions. I've also just been away for a week work with work, oh, and there is there is tough, nothing like. Actually. What is the point in going away for work if you can't have a pint in a pub? Like it's bad enough going to a pub and sitting by yourself, but if you can't then have a pint as well yeah, while the football's on, sit there, oh. sit there for a football match, nursing a nursing half a soda and all. Yes, <laughs> welcome to my world. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Thanks, guys. Uh, it is time for Reading Fact of the Week. Fact of the week. So, Hugh, it's fact of the week time. Uh, you've got in front of you around Reading in '99 or so. Facts. How many have we done now? I can't remember. Quite a lot. Quite they're, a few. They're getting a little bit sparse. We're going to have to start asking our dear listeners for a few facts. Um, potentially, um, but yes, we um, there. There are 99 facts. Have um, you counted them? It says 99 or so facts, actually, <laughs> on the front of the book. I love this book. It's great. But, um, Come on, what have we got today? Some of the facts yeah, don't, don't often lend themselves to discussion. But anyway, this one. 
is about Reading Station. I love oh. how you have the book open on the right know, page just yes. before we started now, this, so I don't it. rustle pages because yeah. I know yeah. it's not good audio, and then you sit there and flick the whole book. Yeah. <laughs> this one is about Reading train station. Okay. Now, what do we know about Reading train station now? It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's Anywhere very, in the country. And it's very... Big. Big. Big, yes. This is about Reading's first railway station, which was designed by none other than Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Legend. Well-known well designer of train stations. And boats. And ships. And tunnels and bridges. And the fact... Legend. The fact this week is Reading's first railway station, designed by Brunel, only had one platform which both westbound and Londonbound trains accessed. This resulted in the complicated track arrangements and confusion among passengers. Something which they've only just recently yeah, fixed, yes, I believe. As opposed to the <laughs> confusion among passengers found today <laughs> at Reading Station. Confusion, stroke, intense rage every single day of their lives. Um, and then it said that that station was rebuilt in the 1890s. And obviously it's subsequently been rebuilt again. In the 2010s. Yes. What are we so, calling that period of... Tenties. 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 Okay. I like that. That's Tenties. good. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. And yeah, so I thought you were oh, going to bring geez. out the the whirlwind fact. Oh, the the chap that got caught in a whirlwind and sadly perished. Yeah. Have you seen the the plaque on the station? Yeah. Just be, uh, it's behind the. Uh, oh no, not in the station. It's in behind the, the Minster th- Churchyard. He's got a. Oh, is he? He's got a board. That ah, says, in memory of. There's one on the station as well. On the on behind the three guineas. There's ah. a plaque up there as well. Which if you if you sort of are just ambling along as I do occasionally. Yeah, there's a plaque up Looking there. Looking at that, the pub, no doubt, and then drink, <laughs> drink beer. I'm not uh, making. I'm not making fun yes, of. Yes, on the, on this topic, I seem to remember that the book One Hundred Years of Reading Weather, which is yes. a, another favourite of mine, that um, has reference to this particular incident in it. So it must be the only whirlwind that's ever come through Reading, and that poor chap got <laughs> like, Dorothy and Toto'd off the <laughs> stage. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've met a few people in Reading who are like whirlwinds. <laughs> well, that didn't go very well, did it? <laughs> Talking of whirlwinds, there goes. Yeah. Oh, no, tumbleweed. I didn't know we had tumbleweed in Reading, <laughs> but there's one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That is the end of part one. Uh, in part two, we'll join you for Fort Explains It All. This is Fort Explains It All. Welcome to part two. It is uh, our weekly look at just what on earth is going on in Reading with Mr Hugh Fort in a snazzily titled Fort Explains It All. So Hugh, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about the ongoing project at Cow Lane. I like, I like drivers think... may have noticed it's been going off quite a long time. <laughs> I, like, I remember when Cow Lane was just too bridges that you had to queue to go through yes and they're very small that was a long we long were, time ago it seems we so we were occasionally given those joyous moments where Laurie got stuck up yes <laughs> and having the and office around the corner under it. oh Lenny the Lenny. Tramp, yes. yeah Lenny yeah mm. and we obviously having the office around the corner you could just nip out and take a quick photo of a lorry stuck under a bridge which yeah. was never not I mean obviously not funny for the person who was stuck under the bridge but it gave know. a lot of people a lot of opportunity to say what were they doing yes. honestly can't they know how small the bridge is and how big they're it's got a sign on it it had a sign on it 
Um, I like to think that when Cowlane does finally open, and I'll come to the big question in a moment, I like to think when Cowlane finally does open that like just reading traffic will just be sparse. It will everything will just work. <laughs> and we'll just float around like we're yeah. on clouds. I know another man who would like like this to happen as well. His name's <laughs> um, Tony Page. So Hugh, uh, when the big question, I, we answer, we ask all the big questions on this podcast, as people know. Rach, thank you for nodding. Um, when is Cow Lane going to open? Well, must be definitively. Come on, Hugh. Well, there are two answers. Oh, of course there are. I have been pressing Network Rail, who are who are in charge of the Cow Lane project, for an end date, and they have told me categorically that it will end. <laughs> Categorically, either then or then. Yeah, they've said, or Network Rail have said, end of February. Right. So end of next month. That's the work, only like six weeks away. Yeah, the work will finish then. However, in a another document I read from Reading Borough Council, um, they say the work will, the, the everything will be done by, quote, the summer. So from the end of May until the end of August is what I count as the summer. Good grief. Um, Oh, it's so tedious. So, so there are a few Channel Wayne and Danger Mouse there. Good grief. Good grief. There are a few potential reasons why this might be. It could be that uh, Network Rail finishes there. their project right. by the end of February and the council then has to do some subsequent work with regards to things like maybe they want to put in a pedestrian crossing at some some point i think there is one they've down already there put one like, yeah, yeah. Um, but between the two bridges. maybe they need to, you know to do some cleanup work to to finish off their the bits right. that network rail aren't going to do um which are going to take until the summer um i'd also suggest the council very wary of saying this project will definitely finish on this date because um, and then it won't, and then then they will get a load of stick. So the summer is quite a vague term. And I would, I wouldn't be surprised if it finished somewhere between February and somewhere in some point in the spring, actually. Right. Um, but I think every, I think the council is probably looking at the, the very worst, the very longest. So when of, when was it supposed to open? It was it, it's it's oh, at blimey. least a year ago, if yeah. not two. Yeah. Um, Sorry. There was a six month delay. Off air, you often chastise me for asking you questions you don't have the answer to, so I apologise for this. But I think it was supposed to finish in something like October or November last year, but there was a six-month delay because they went, once they started digging up the road, they found a mess. I do remember this, this, yeah. This is fairly common in road projects. It happened in Wokingham Town Centre and delayed that project for quite a lot. They find pipes and, and old cables and things like that that they, they, A, don't know who belongs to, and B, have to then find out who it belongs to if they can and if not just rip it all out and it always takes longer but you can't really do in the council and network rails defence you can't really say say at the start of the project we, we, we're we going to you know tag on six months six months at the end just in case we find pipes we have to sort of progress wouldn't with the they project just, wouldn't they be better though in just tagging on six months and then going, oh, we finished three months early. <laughs> Surely we'd all like them a for bit propaganda more. reasons. Yes. If I remember, if for, I remember on the original series of Star Trek, that's what Scotty used to do all the time. Really? He'd say, "Yeah, it'll take me half an hour," and then, it would take and then he'd minutes. finish it in ten minutes. Yeah, and everyone would think he was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure if that's the best practice, but. Uh, um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. But I. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stick my neck out and categorically say I, I think it will finish before the summer. But I, 
I sort of do. I, I think that the summer is very, you know, the worst worst case scenario. So remind remind me what happens when Cow Lane opens. It buses. And buses. It, it's it, the whole project is to widen the road. So um, the work you'll see, see going on that down there, which is, which is traffic light control, so you can get through. Um, but eventually that'll be wide enough for two lanes of traffic and buses. So brilliant. So and with no traffic lights, so and they'll all get stuck at that mini roundabout. All flow on theoretically. Throw. Although what I was going to get onto is that the council ha- is just announced details of another project um, that they are planning to shut off some roads to avoid rat running because you know Tessa Road. I presume you do because we all because we all there, used to yeah. work there. Yes. You know if you you carry on down there and then you can turn left opposite yeah. our old office and wind your way through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the council's proposing shutting off um, some of those roads down there so you can't get to Cardiff Road from Tessa Road um, which is the cut through Cardiff Road is is where you would come out to cut through those winding roads Swansea Road and then come out on Cavisham Road you can get out by Drews can't you yeah. yes yes so the concern is that if, if there's heavy traffic in Richfield Avenue Cow Lane that people will find themselves winding through which a lot of them very very small roads uh, it's the, already not yeah. easy to get through there though anyway and no. Rachel you used to live in that I state did. didn't you I did and it's why, not... you know why would people why would it be any worse when the road was open yeah. than it because the traffic and the queuing has been bad for the last yeah. however yeah. long the project's been True. going I, on I guess, I guess they've discovered people are all, already doing it um, and they don't they don't want it is it. very they, narrow. They are, they're not. They're um, not driving roads, really, are they? They're no, residential it's a, roads. It's very narrow residential speed. And the schools around there. There's EP Collieries around there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, school children. About. So so they're proposing that, um, and usually these things do go through. But what they're saying is that there's a, a couple of width restrictions in there. That they're going to take out so people who order things from Amazon can still get their deliveries because. At the moment, there's no, you can't get a van down oh, there. Oh, right. Um, so, to make it easier for vans to get around there, I presume you can get, you must be able to get, because oh, the deliveries go via where you the people are at. You around that? there, because uh, kind of right in the middle of it, I don't even know if it's still there, but there was a, a publisher, a book publisher's... Um, Cox and Wyman. Cox and Wyman. That's was going there. to be ninety-six new houses. Oh, some more houses! You yeah. didn't mention that last week. That one. I didn't know. No. No, I managed to. I put it in my piece right, right at the end. I had forgotten about it, but then I remember. So it's gone, then, is it? Does, it's not open anymore. It's no. It hasn't been open for years, but. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I do not use that as a rat run, <laughs> therefore <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, so that's another reason well, why they're Cardiff proposing. Cardiff already shut halfway yeah. down, isn't yeah. it? So just an extension of that, I suppose. Yeah, so there'll be a road to no. There'll be a road to. If that comes off, there'll be a couple of roads to nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, because there's still businesses down. Yeah, they're down there, so you'll be able to drive down, but you won't be able to get through. So mm. hopefully, there won't be just an almighty traffic jam in uh, Richwood Avenue all the time, because that would make the cow lane project it rather superfluous. Because it'd be free flowing. Well, yeah, as I say, up until the mini roundabout at the bottom of Portman Road. But, you know, I'm perhaps being a little... uh... Now it is time for our interview with Soup from Jurassic 5. Roll the tape. Hi, everyone. 
I am here with Fully Love from the Fully Love Collective. Um, you may be familiar with him. He is playing the Ready Pop Festival launch party on Saturday at the Purple Turtle in Reading Town Centre. Good morning. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. How are you? Should be me asking you. Right. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, so we know you by a couple of other names. Yeah, I have a lot. <laughs> yeah, so what have you heard? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Soup. Yeah. Yeah, soup from Jurassic Five. Yeah. Jurassic Five was—I uh, I, I don't want to—I don't want to age you too much, but Jurassic Five were, were quite a big, a big, big band in my big sort of group in my youth. Yeah, um, yeah. mine as well. Yeah, <laughs> mine as well. Mine as well. You mentioned you have got a few more grey hairs. Oh, I got a lot day. more grey hairs. Yeah, but I think I wear it well. I think oh, I wear well, it well. believe this is distinguished at this point. I would think <laughs> yeah. so, and certainly the, yeah. the glasses, the whole. The yeah, whole, yeah, I'm, I'm grown. Yeah, I couldn't come in here with my hat to the side and my pants off my ass. <laughs> I couldn't do that. So yeah. <laughs> um, and you brought with you Ant uh, Ant Henderson. Hey, hey, how you doing? Um, well, who's talk, talk us through your your mate Ant here? Okay, Ant is, um, he's a, this is the story with me and Ant, so, and I'm trying to be as brief as possible, but Ant had Facebooked me and was like, hey man, I heard your EP, uh, it was really good, and he was like, uh, if you ever need a, a, a bass player, I'm your guy. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, when I was doing this project, I was like, the whole purpose for me yeah. was was to get a live band but I just felt I was like that's somewhere down the road I was like that you know because a live band costs you know yeah. you have to have people and then next thing I know it and can you kind of tell him because I like <laughs> he, he tells it better yeah so um I noticed uh I noticed on on uh, on Facebook that that my man soup here was um promoting a new album yeah and I thought He's going to tour that at some point, so I thought I'm going to I'm going to drop him a line on on Facebook and we'll uh, see if see if we can have a chat about when's he <laughs> going to be here. Have you got a band together already? And luckily he hadn't. And um, another string to my bow is that I'm a, I'm an MD, a musical right. director, so I put bands together and I rehearse them and orchestrate live shows. So. Yeah, that's all. That's so that's all. that's what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. That, so that fits quite nicely together for for kind of Saturday night Reading Town Centre at the Purple Turtle, really. Yeah. Um, what do you know about the Purple Turtle? I'm, I'm and I'm be very honest. I don't know a lot about Purple Turtle. Um, I really don't. I know something about turtles. Yeah, but, <laughs> but not when they're purple. No. But, but no, I don't know. So I'm, I'm, you know, this is a whole new thing for me. So I'm being yeah. educated yeah. every step I go. So. You know, uh, forgive me if I don't know certain things, no, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get acclimated to exactly quite, what's going on. It's so. quite all right. I think, I think, I think you really like it. It's, it's, it's sort of, it's a very, very cool bar. It's uh, had a had a bit of a makeover about three, four years ago, and it's okay. uh, it's it's really, really sort of fantastically done out. There's lots of kind of like cult posters on the wall and stuff like oh, that from sort of okay. old sci-fi movies and, and sort of eighties, nineties movies and stuff like that. Stuff I love. I'm so I, I, it sounds like you'll be right at home with yeah. it. I think I'm not sure where the stage will be, but if it's anything like it usually is, it will be sort of at the back with the big sort of logo behind you. So oh, you'll very cool. quickly very be cool. very familiar with okay. this artwork. Right, so. right. Um, so, so Saturday, Saturday night. What, what can people expect? Nothing. I, you know, and that's something that, but I always say it. Um, you know, because when you bring the expectations, you know, most likely I won't meet them yeah. because they're your expectations. Um, my thing is to go out there and, and just do what I do 
and give it 110%. If I come with all my, you know, every chamber loaded, then you should have a good time. I want you to have a good time, but I can't have you expect anything from me because I, I'll fall through from your yeah. for your expectations. I know I will. So I'm just going to be honest. But my expectations is to put on a great show. I, it sounds like uh, it sounds like you're, everything's coming together a little bit. And Pete Wheeler, who is a bit of a friend of our podcast, mm-hmm. he, he put a couple of things to me that might be worth kind of just asking about. He said, you know, about the band that you've got coming together. He said that quite a lot of them are, are local. How how's that kind of come together as a as a group? And how how do they feel kind of coming together performing your your work? Yeah. So um, uh, there's a, a lady called Sabrina, who a probably. Six seven years ago, I spent spent some years involved in a project with her. Um, she's a really good female singer. She does a lot for for Reading as well. She does a, a lot of charity work and and she's a vocal coach as her uh, her bread and butter. Um, so that was the kind of the uh, the front element of it, and and the band are just the uh, you know some of them are the best musicians I know. Yeah. Some of them are people who I've just met who I've recruited into it because, um, yeah, it's good to uh, keep keep uh, <laughs> professional relationships yes. and, and actual relationships yeah. separate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, business is business, right? Yes. So, so um, how, how big is this group that we're going to see on stage on, um, on Saturday? We're, we're, um, we're a seven-piece. So we've got um, drums, bass, guitar, keys and sax. Yep. And then we've got Sabrina and, yeah. and uh, Fully Love at the front. Yeah. yeah, it's a real band, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the album came out last year. Yeah, it came out it's like six months ago. Yeah. Um, it seems strange saying last year when it was only yeah, yeah, like right, right, But yeah, it did, and um, you know, it's all really word of mouth. It's. Um, you know, for the people uh, that don't know, it's not like plastered all over the place, but it's a yeah. word of mouth thing. But um, yeah, I put it out last year. And um, and there's a, there's a song on there uh, called Nile Rogers. Yes. Or about Nile Rogers. No, it's not about him, okay. but it's, it's it has a uh, for the people that know Nile Rogers is just he's legendary. He was a, a founding member of Chic, and yeah. that's the Good Times, La Freak, uh, I Want Your Love, Yowza, Yeah. I just don't let me show my age. Uh, and um, when I did the song, it just had a disco feel to it. Yeah. And I was calling it something else. But then one day I was just listening to Sheik and I was like, yo, I need to call this now, Rogers. I was like, you know. And so I actually got in touch with now to, um, you know, just to, I'm going to do a video in Bristol. Yeah. And, oh, um, good yeah, okay. yeah, Bristol's great. Yeah. And, um, I reached out to him to see if he could be a part of the video. Uh, he's on tour with Cher, and uh, he told me he would rather do my thing than Cher thing. But I said no. Do, <laughs> I said do, just do Cher now. Don't worry about it. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I said no. I'll, I'll get over it. And um, you know, so we're gonna try to see if we yeah. can incorporate him somewhere in the video. So, so how does that work? Do you do you contact him through Facebook or or <laughs> right, right? No, actually, it's funny. The story is because uh, his tour manager is a young lady that tour managed uh, Jurassic Five in Australia a few years back. And when I found out it was her, I got in contact with her. Yeah, she got in contact. Of course, she knows the in and out, and so we'll see now. Yeah, we'll see how it falls. So how 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 different is this going to be? How different is this from your Kind of Jurassic Five. Oh, as well as singing. 
You know, yeah. it's, it's all singing, uh, no rapping on it at all, no MCing on it at all. And it's, uh, when I did it, I had to stray, not even stray, I just had to go in another direction, yeah. you know, to, to J5. And I was just like telling these, uh, Ant and uh, Pete earlier, it's like, you know, in order for me to come out, I couldn't really rap. Yeah. You know, I couldn't come from a rapping group and rap. I had to do something, you know, yeah. because my thing yeah. is, is like, then why listen to me? Just go listen to J5, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I had to do something a little different, and this is what it was. Is that something you found quite quite comfortable and easy to do? Oh, or have yeah. you really had to... Oh, yeah. If, if, if Like, if I was born... If it was like, if my younger years was my teenage years were in the 60s, I would have been in a singing group. Yeah. Without question. I would have been one of the Temptations. Without question. <laughs> you know, four Tops, one of those guys. Without question. But... It's, it's, you know, it's hip-hop, and so I fell into it, you know. And so this, this isn't your first time in Reading? No, not at all. So you, you've, been, you've, been, you've been to town a few times? Yes. Anything you, anything you kind of remember from anything that, that sort of stuck out from... Well, it was just the, doing a Reading Festival. That yeah. was the number one thing. And see, and a lot of people, you know, when you go to places, um, they always ask, have you seen the sites? Yeah. And you never get to see the sites, really, <laughs> no, because no. you're working, yeah. you know, um... But I, I'm making it a point, you know, to go to places like the, what was it, the Shed? The, the Shed, yeah, yeah. Shed Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, park in an NCP, you know, <laughs> garage. You know, so I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly doing it, but, you they've, know, I plan to not, see a lot of stuff. They've not parked you in the Garrett Street NCP, have they? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's where we park. We had to go oh, 15 levels 15 up to, oh, yeah, to find a park. Yeah. You know. I, I can only apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's right. no, we, had, we had fun, right? Right, yeah, we had fun going. Oh, it's no, we're on the thirteenth level, right? <laughs> did you, you, you did, did you get the lift down or the stairs? I the mean, lift, you, uh, no, because the, the stairs. No, we went down one flight. Yeah, we oh, did one did flight in the lift. Realized yeah. the stairs mm-hmm. do not smell good. No, they didn't. <laughs> but I didn't want to say anything. No, but too yeah, polite, far too yeah, polite. It smelled like a like a New York project or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I and I seen what is it the the ruby red. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Hair salon. So yeah, I'm starting to see sights. That's, okay. yeah, that's, that's where my that's where my wife gets a haircut. So, oh, you know, see, so well, everybody's hey, happy. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> told they do a very I'm, nice. Yeah, I'm uh, hitting all the proper spots. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, there is one legendary place that I've been told right. that you've played before, mm-hmm. and um, regular listeners to our podcast will know we talk about the After Dark, and especially the old days when mm-hmm. those of us that that that. Are, that present on the podcast were younger and used to go there on a, on a, on a regular basis but I'm told you played the after dark yeah um, I, we played it and he, I don't like to and Pete reminded me he was like you know in your younger years you played that <laughs> I was like really and he was I was like did I enjoy it he was like y- y- the look on your face was priceless so I know I enjoyed it people are reading um, <laughs> and, and you know I, I know you told me it's, it's a popular spot and yeah. it still is so that's Yes, yeah. it's it's, cool. it's one of those one of those sorts of clubs that's kind of you go there in the dark and like the, the it, thankfully it's dark so right, you can't right, see right, right. you you get your beer in a in a can in a in a like a, a in a in a tin right. and you know there's the, it, it's it's sort of it's really just it's just a really fantastic place that you, if you hadn't had sort of four or five drinks before you got there you'd probably just go 
not not for me but it's just it's one of those places that once you're in there it just just kind of really pulls you in it has a nice atmosphere yeah and I I don't remember the sort of places as far as I remember and and someone might write in and say you know you're wrong there's always problems but as far as I'm aware there's there's never never any trouble when you go it's a good time yeah yeah. (laughs) it was for for a little while as well it was one of those places where you sort of in the daytime you never knew where it was Ah, but four or five pints later it's like a beacon. And you just... There it is. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, there you go, right. I, I see it now with my beer glasses. Yes. Yeah, I see it. Precisely. Right. Precisely. Right. And I couldn't tell you where it was now. Right. You know. You're sober. Right? No, it's sober. I don't know where yeah. it's at. Yeah. Dry, dry January and all that. Right. So, and so I think that was 1998 you played. And then you went on to play Reading Festival that, that Yeah, and that was then. one of the... And, you know, in 98... Um, that was like our first time right. in Reading, you know, because we, the first time we came out here was in 97 and I was just yeah. telling that it was in Folkestone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's the first time, um, you know, we came out. And so doing the After the Dark and Reading was the beginning of Gen yeah. 5, the absolute beginning. So do, do you kind of prefer those smaller places? Or yeah. Or? Yeah. You, you know, but when you, um, you know, when you're doing hip hop, you know, um, Hip hop started. I mean, they say you know in the parks and stuff, yeah. but it it really started with a lot of intimate people because it wasn't like it was accepted by the masses. It had to grow, yeah. so you would always get intimate people who were there would really enjoyed it. So it was no question, yeah. you know. Um, and you also get to feel the energy with the crowd. And J Five was always a group that signed autographs and shook yeah. hands. So intimacy is. I love it. I love it. the festivals are cool too. Don't get me wrong, but it it's uh, because you get to more people yeah. and the um, the perception is is much greater. But yeah, the intimate stuff is, is really dope. I, I suspect kind of like the, the the pickup on on sort of merchandise and and maybe CD sales after doing a festival is is much much bigger. Yeah, as much. But if they know where to go, because yeah. you definitely have to. You, it, then that's when product placement comes mm-hmm. into play as far as uh, festivals. But mm-hmm. when you're in an intimate uh, uh, venue, they your merch is there, yeah. so <laughs> they know exactly where to go. So you know, and if you you know do right by them, they'll definitely support. So talk, talking of merch then, and, and like it, it, so on, on Saturday, will, will people be able to get a copy of your of, of the album? Yeah, yeah. Can we get a t-shirt with your face on? Um, you know what? I, I don't know if you would want that shirt with my face. I think so. But you know, but yeah, a, some a name or something on it to where you yeah. can you know you can leave with a piece of me without question. Without question. <laughs> that face might be tough. Yeah, I'm, I do look good, but I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to come off on a shirt. <laughs> well, I suppose you've got to pick a side, haven't you? Right? Yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, on, yeah. When, when you <laughs> see me in person, you know you can kind of get to what direction you need, but. <laughs> just one direction well, might not well, work. Let's say so straight on. Straight on. Just to the side. Oh, <laughs> see that that is see, that's that, the right that's side. It. I usually like to put my hand yeah. on my chin to show my you know, my distinguished look. <laughs> I've got the, like the, a mean the, business. That's it. So the picture the picture we've got for the See uh, now that's, that's a nice it, picture. It. Yeah. And that's I usually don't want a t shirt. Yeah, I usually You'll put that on? Okay, oh, I can see that. And I usually don't like taking pictures of myself, but that worked. That worked. It certainly, uh, certainly, certainly got the attention, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I've probably got to draw this to a, to a close ever so slightly. Oh, um, but it's been absolutely fantastic. I just want to see, where else can we see you in the UK? Is there anywhere else after this? Or, or are we? what are we up to? Yeah, we... Um, 
definitely some festivals. I'm going to be at Farm Fest, uh, Volter, um, Shindig. Um, we have some stuff in the works, some tentative yeah. stuff. I don't, I, you know, I really don't want to say that right now. Um, sure. But we have some tentative stuff at some some bigger festivals, and I, I, you guys are gonna see me a lot. I promise <laughs> you, you're gonna see me, whether you want to or not. I might be at the after dark with my can of beer, going, you know, I'm gonna perform in a minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, get 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 three more and just come yeah. on back, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, fully love it's been an absolute oh, pleasure having you, you in today thank, thank you for coming in and thank you for coming in thank you so much shake thank those you. hands thank, thank you. you very much cheers I do appreciate oh, it oh thank you so smooth he's so smooth <laughs> well you're showing us the picture of the oh no I'm so just we can <laughs> yeah he's smooth um, yeah so that, that uh, so that's um, the Super's playing at the Ready Pop Launch Festival which is, uh, sorry, not Ready Pop Launch Festival, the Ready Pop Festival launch party on uh, Saturday the 19th of January at Purple Turtle in Reading, which uh, be worth heading down to. Um, random question time. We ready? Ready. Ready. The random question. Here's a mug. Um, I think... That last time it was Hugh, and I think this time it is Rachel. I failed last time. Yes, yes, I was going to bring I still this can't up. Think, yes. I still can't think of anywhere I've been, haven't been in. Yes, there are. You still owe us one. To be fair, it is your job to kind of be all over. This is true, and I have lived, lived here all my life, uh, pretty much. So, right. What have we got, Rach? Oh, this is an appropriate one. Is so, it? yeah, weird things. You've seen in Reading. See, I put I wrote this one because I remembered the uh, elephants, which we talk about quite a lot. The elephants yeah. walking yeah. through, and I thought that's a bit weird. So, what else? Uh, well, so the big one this weekend has been the um, the ostrich that escaped. What? An ostrich? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Well, there was an ostrich, wasn't there, that was escaped? Yes, in the, so I, in, I've, I've been in, I've been in Scotland working for a week, and I go away. You made a run for it, and there's been an ostrich. He headed for the centre of everything, uh, Son in Common. <laughs> Son in Common, yeah. Leave I, it, Hugh. We do not need a little plug no. there of what is, is in Son in Common. Well, I did hear it was making a beeline. It was desperate for some hinges. Yeah, so Hugh, you got your hands on some footage, didn't you? Of it I did, I did. I, up Gravel Hill. I did. I, I was having a having a quick break from the, from the work I've been doing inside our flat, which is... Utterly mind-numbing. I just flicked onto Facebook and found someone had put a video of this this animal, which started off as an ostrich, then was downgraded to an emu, and finally became a rhea. Um, Hang on, a emu. I always get confused by emus because I remember being a puppet. They're real. Emus are real. Yes. real birds. Yeah, they're real. real. They're real. Is okay. it real? Just checking. Just are emu, are <laughs> emus real? <laughs> no, they're like unicorns. And now Tom will be like, a unicorn isn't real. No, I know unicorns are real. I'm not Yeah, of course they are. That's dinosaurs are strong. What? Yeah, so there, there was footage of this bird running up and down Pepar Road. Um, right. on, in, um, <laughs> Where did it come from? It, apparently there is a sanctuary um, somewhere nearby in Sonic Common. Um, and not only has it escaped, but apparently it escaped some weeks ago. And has been running right. around the run. So it's been world. on the run. It's been on the run ever since. 
um, the Great Escape. It, it. I had this wonderful image in my head of the scene. Um, is it Hot Fuzz when they try and catch the swan? <laughs> where yes. um, the, it was someone had managed to trap it in their front garden in this road in uh, in Sonic Common, and the pictures show mm. that. And then the police went there, and somehow the bird managed to get out and run away again and just <laughs> remains at large um, was there a policeman like sat on its back clinging <laughs> yeah. on for dear life like, like it... Winter, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> were, there, were there posters yeah. around Son in Common have, have you seen, seen his, his bird, bird? <laughs> see now I'm thinking I watched Escape to Victory over Christmas and I'm thinking did it was it playing in a football match with Bobby Moore and Pele <laughs> and Escape through the bottom of a swimming pool well, who, what was who his knows? name Hugh his name brilliantly is Chris Right, because he's a rear, Chris rear. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Oh dear. So, well, this was, is was he recaptured in the end? No, he st- he remains he's still at large. Oh, yeah. God. Are we still on the loose? Yeah. That so. could be quite bad. Oh, dear. If, you know, if he ran in the road, that's oh. quite big, isn't it? So I'm now, as I live half a mile away from where he You're was. You're on permanent rear. Yeah. So you, I'm just going to go for a little rear hunter. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be looking in my rear view mirror. Oh, oh dear, yes, that was, yeah, you pulled us back in. Um, and uh, yeah, be keeping a close eye on the developments with this bird. Apparently, so the, um, this is actually true. So you've got video. This, this isn't like when we've seen the beast of Get Reading as we speak, right? Yeah. The beast of um, Sonning, whatever you know, when, when people have sent us pictures of big cats, the, uh, and yes, the Wokey and Wildcat, and, uh, and the crocodile the in the tent, the Mortimer, yeah, Mortimer Puma, yeah. <laughs> it was like a bin bag or yeah. something, wasn't it? <laughs> floating now. <laughs> I'd love that to be true. Um, yes, stuff like that, yeah, so it's. Absolutely classic local news gold, right? Um, but, but crucially, this time is where where all these stories usually fall down is that no one is ever able to get us a picture right. of them. Where, but this one we had footage and a number of photographs, including one from the police. So, oh dear, it's a good one. So, I didn't actually see it. I did go and look for it yesterday um, when I found it had been trapped in someone's garden. But I, went, I turned up in this very posh road in Sonning Common where apparently it was, and it all. The police had managed to Are they vicious? Because ostriches are a Yeah, bit apparently, pecky, apparently the, the, the official advice is p- from police is if you do see it, it's not... <laughs> do not, to, do not approach, <laughs> Like a particularly dangerous criminal, do not approach because they will give you a, a, a nasty kick. Oh, I'm going to text my dad because he runs a lot and he might get... It might chase him or something. But Potentially, I think they could run pretty fast. He did get attacked by a buzzard once and it was really bad. A buzzard? Mm. Oh dear. We laughed <laughs> initially. <laughs> Um, and but then it actually <laughs> got attacked by a bird of prey. Yeah, oh, he was running really... in Stoke Row uh, was a few years ago, God, and I think it had had some some babies in, or eggs in its nest and got a bit territorial, and it swooped down and attacked the top of his head, and we we laughed. <laughs> um, but then when he showed us, it, it actually scratched his his head to bits. It was really bad. <laughs> we all took the mick out of him. And, it's just a bird. Runners warned so after he wrote a, Stoke a letter buzzard attack. to the Henley Standard and said, like, this happened to me, I'm just warning other people. A few weeks later, this other guy wrote into the Standard as well and said, I've, I've got to start this by saying, I read the letter from my dad uh, a few weeks ago and I laughed out loud when I read it. However, I myself went running in the same woods this weekend 
got attacked by the same buzzard and he was so terrified this man he ran through the woods getting swooped at and and scratched to bits flagged down at a random passing car and just leapt in the passenger seat was like, drive just drive <laughs> like in a film or something oh my word that's true oh my word <laughs> Well, this is unexpected gold. Well, well, my dad won't thank me for that. Yeah, no, that's fine. But it's all in print, it's all in Henley Standard Archives. (laughs) I don't think we need to make any actual answers this week. (laughs) Weird (laughs) things you've seen in Reading, that'll do. I think we'd probably get a whole podcast out of weird things. We've got we've got a couple of specials to do. So we've got weird things in Reading and also ghouls and ghosts to come up with at some point. We'd say weird, unusual. Yes. Like, when... One of the princes was spotted in Mecca Bingo, wasn't he? Oh, was it Prince William quite a few years ago? I it was William. If I remember yeah. rightly, yes. And then I played golf with the King of Ghana. That's, yes. That wasn't quite ready, but um, uh, that was close. Again, South Oxfordshire. Well, where strange things happen. Um, are we going to try and answer that question? Um, I forgot what the question was. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, it was ostrich. Weird yeah, things yeah, in yeah, it. I think we've answered it. I think... I don't think there's going to be anybody writing in and going, you didn't answer the question. Chris Rea is on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> Politician style. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like, maybe politicians should do that more. Instead of answering the questions, <laughs> just tell really hilarious <laughs> anecdotes. <laughs> Never mind that. You should hear what my mate did the other day. Right? <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, watch out for birds of prey. Yeah. Vicious. And ostriches. And ostriches. And other There, there must be other weird... Like weird and wonderful animals that are kept in certain places, like llamas or maybe like some sort of. There used to be a, a family had llamas in Sonning Common again. Mm. Off there Cumberland's was. Road. We did something a few years ago. I think this is a bit further away. I think I've got Kings Clear in my head, and this was this came from a tweet from Claire Balding of all people um, about wallabies. Oh wow! Uh, running amok. Um, and apparently they live in the woods in Kingsclear. But we always get stories about big, big cats being... Of course, on one of our very first podcasts, we had the wolves, the, the, the escaped wolf, wolf yeah, from escaped the wolf sanctuary yeah. in West Berkshire. <gasps> A real one? Yeah, proper, proper wolf. We went through, we went through, we rung him up, we spoke to him. It was... Yeah. That, we had, that was a crazy day. Escaped wolf. Yeah, we had um, we fairly staple local news story again is... Exotic parrots that, go, <laughs> that fly off. I'm yes. sure I saw that this weekend. A parrot again yeah. somewhere. I've done some stuff about that, and they, they um, parrots usually have quite funny quirks as well. As so you can lure them down with sort of really good crisps or something like that. You know, so <laughs> well, chips. The last one I did. The last one I did love chips. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, thank you guys. Uh, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch, and please do because. Um, we want to hear about weird and wonderful animals, to be perfectly honest. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, if you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. The only prerequisite is they must live or work in the town. Most importantly, they must love Reading. I think next week our guest is talking all about cupcakes. 
That is, so that will that get is right up my street. Now, whether I can get them to bring in cupcakes or not, I'm not sure, but I'll do my very best. Do live taste testing. I think that might be something that has to happen. Yeah. Um, Great audio. That's it for now. We will see you again next week. Bye! Bye. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was brilliant. Did you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him